0: Why am I with CBUS Super? Because I'm a builder and they take care of me. Well, I had an accident on the work site and they helped me out, no worries.
1: Yeah, they helped me out real fast.
0: Mate, they just get me. Because they are for all of us. CBUS. For all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, visit cbussuper.com.au for a copy of the PDS.
1: I had to go about it, write it out and there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word, Ashes Daily, headingly day two, it's only day two, it feels like we've had a lot more days, it feels like this world is in fast forward, the centre cannot hold. Jeff Lemon with you, Adam Collins with me, the show's brought to you by CBUS Super, they're an industry super fund, they'll hit your retirement for six, or they'll bowl them out for 67, whatever it might be. What a day Adam, tell us about it, you've got 30 seconds. overs
0: is all it took for Australia to do the job. A huge morning for Australian cricket, whether they could bounce back after being rolled for 179. They did magnificently. Five for Hazelwood, three for Cummins, two for Pattinson. Only one over needed from Nathan Lyon. The top score for England was 12 from Joe Denley. It says it all. A first innings lead of 112 has been advanced to 283 by the close. Australia, six for 171. Labashane, 53 not out at Stumps. They're in a very good position to retain the earn this weekend.
1: It's not often that you get to do the 30-second summary having more than one second per over of the yeah. innings that was yeah. faced by England today. Trent Bridge 2015 is, has been a... A, a splinter that has lodged in the Australian cricket psyche for a long time. Bowled out for 60 on that first morning. Yep. The humiliation thereof. I remember sort of going out for a, uh, get something from the fridge, I think, and coming back a couple, couple of minutes later and about two more wickets had gone down. I remember Mitchell Johnson batting, I think it was in the seventh over <laughs> of the first day of a test match. He top scored with 13. Uh, we had a lower top score today because Denley's 12 was the lowest ever top score. Yeah, I think in I the heard
0: Andrew Sampson. I wasn't sure if it's England's lowest score of all time or the lowest score ever, Rather the the lowest highest score in a yeah, completed innings The lowest, way. Top I mean, scorer. What a shambles in, in a completed and, innings. And for like that it. matter, there's some crazy stats about Denley. I think he played and missed 15 times and had his inside edge hit four times on the way through. Like and was he given, been out.
1: and was had a review overturned where he was given out leg oh, before, nothing. which yeah. you know which was marginal.
0: And that says a lot about how well they bowled. Like before we go into England's troubles and their vast, <laughs> the fact that. This yeah. is the first time we've seen Hazelwood, Cummins and Pattinson all play in the same 11. I mean, this is a a, a conversation we've been having for nearly a decade. Remember yep. that um, two of the three of those bowlers, so Cummins and Pattinson, debuted in consecutive test matches back in 2011. Hazelwood couldn't play test cricket until 2014 because his back was buggered until he was about mm. 23 years old. So, they've had so out. it was
1: in traction for six years. Yeah,
0: stress fractures, one after another for the three of them at different parts of their lives. And here they are are together on a day you know when we woke up this morning Jeff I think we all thought the same thing England are going to win this test match Jofra Archer oh, yeah. is on a roll this is going to be one all going to Manchester with Australia unable to bat they're in huge amount of strife of you know throwing away what was a great start to the mm. series at, at Birmingham and then the first couple of days at Lords and and instead they've just in a session done exactly what Stuart Broad did in 2009 at the Oval 2013 at Durham and 2015 at Nottingham the day you mentioned there that's his true Trilogy of ashes winning sessions well well that was Hazelwood Cummins and Pattinson today they had them six for 54 at, at lunch and they finished the job shortly thereafter
1: yeah uh, well they've got a wicket the first ball after the lunch break yeah. which you know which always says that you're going well as a batting side <laughs> I, I wasn't necessarily thinking that England would definitely win this test but I thought I thought that their battings weak, um, and I thought they will go you know they might make 220 or they might make 240 or something they'll get a bit of a lead and it could still be a tight game if Australia they bat well in, in, in their second innings but England were always going to get a lead it was a batting day the sun was out you know you thought they're a bit ropey but they're going to get something they won't get a huge dominant score but they'll get something and yeah. they got nothing well, they got it's,
0: nothing it spoke to how well both of them bowled there was some great data on Josh Hazelwood at Lord's Day 1 about his line and length accuracy In that first spell This was kind of comparable To that Not quite as accurate As last week But essentially Landing him in a shoebox As for Cummins 52% of his balls Crick Viz say Was short And he averaged 145 clicks So 90 mile an hour Those two things combined He he did keep it full And beat the bat plenty Bowled beautifully But he was able to bang it out short of a length, be the yep. enforcer and play the other role, which uh, which meant that there was so much pressure on the English batsmen. So, like, for example, Pattinson comes into the attack and Ben Stokes plays a ludicrous shot fourth ball or something like that. And that's the combination of yeah. Hazelwood and, and, and Cummins getting him in that squeeze early on. They were already, what, three for 20 at that stage or something stupid like yeah. that?
1: and as soon as there was width uh, on offer, then... Stokes and Denley both go after Pattinson with a wider ball and and both nick it um, as as you might expect would happen so there were two bits two passages at the top that that I wrote about earlier, which you know excited the attention. The way that Hazelwood worked over Jason Roy, where he bowled he used the angle, bowled a bit wider on the crease, he got the ball coming in off the seam, and he angled angled it into him seven times in a row, had it ducking in, had a couple hit the pads, had a couple of appeals. He popped one out wider that was short that Roy smacked through the covers and you know just to make him puff his chest out and feel good. <laughs> and I wonder if that wasn't even deliberate, just give him one. So Roy's like, oh yeah, I can get the wide one. Uh, Hazelwood then bowls another two or three in duckers, cramping him, and then bowls the sucker ball the one that's wider but this time it's pitched up more and it moves away off the seam Mm. so Roy goes for the big drive Nick Um, Warner in at first slip because Smith isn't in the cordon so they've refigured the cordon and he took what four catches today two
0: very very good catches moving to his left as well they're very hard as a first slip going in almost behind the wicket keeper you see if you're not experienced at first slip, you put those
1: down. That's the one that Matthew Renshaw missed in Durham-Charlotte was the one, the one going through. I thought exactly the,
0: the same thing. I didn't want to mention Matthew never
1: but that's exactly what happened <laughs> twice actually yeah. in Durham-Charlotte in, in
0: 2017. But yeah, but Warner, who, who doesn't, I can't really remember him fielding first slip at any no, stage. not at first. He yeah.
1: sometimes feel third. Yeah, yeah. Third, but, that, that might be his spot now. That that might be just where he has to field. Yeah. Um, so, so there was that. There was just that. The deliberateness and the care with which Hazelwood worked over Roy. That was a clear plan, and you could you know you could see it when once he played it all back. Um, and then Cummins doing Rory Burns where he bowled three overs at him where it mm. was a lot of it was short, and then there was the old one pitched up and beating the edge. Um, he had one over then when he had to bowl at Denley, and he couldn't get at Burns. They then bring on Nathan Lyon to bowl at Burns. So he bowls one over thinking he'll turn it away from the left-hander and get Burns out. Cummins, the first ball of his next over, short, hits Burns in the chest, startles him, bowls another short ball, pitches one up, and he notices that that Burns doesn't get forward. He sort of plays it square, plays at the point, but almost off the back foot because he's not willing to get forward to it. And the next one's a bouncer over his right shoulder for the left-hander, tries to hook it, gloves down the left side. So he'd he'd been tenderised by the short ball and he gave his wicket up.
0: Yeah, it's a shot that, Rory Burns doesn't play. Ben Gardner from Wisden popped on Twitter that he, he, he averages like 13 with it in the county championship. It's right. not his shot, the hook shot. So yeah. it, it spoke to, again, this idea that they were being taken out of their comfort zone, doing things they wouldn't ordinarily want to do. And doesn't that kind of reflect England as a whole? Like The fact that Jason Roy is yeah. opening in the test side. So I've got to say, I mean, I'm not going to you know, show any revisionist history here. Like I thought it was a good idea on the basis that someone who hits the ball as sweetly as Jason Roy surely will work at test level. I just kind of thought that th- there would be a way through for him, but I was wrong. He's not. Um, he hasn't got um, it would seem at this stage, anyway, and the evidence of what we've seen is this fourth Test match, the, the the game that's tight enough to succeed at the top of the list here. Maybe down the order, he might find a home later, but there's mm. going to have to be a lot of questions asked if England do get turned over this weekend, and they probably will. They're already 283 behind. There's no way in the world that England batting lineup is chasing 283. They could have two more cracks at it, and they probably yeah. wouldn't get there. So, I mean, they were, they were six for 54 at lunch, and uh, just a word for. For, for Peter Siddle on that front, they're the figures that Siddle took
1: uh, in 2010 when he took his hat trick on his birthday. Um, but um, the, the, you know, credit to <laughs> which you were just saying to yourself, Adam. Just behind the curtain, Adam was just sitting in the press box for about 15 minutes, just just burbling quietly to himself on his birthday. On his <laughs> birthday, Peter Siddle. <laughs> on his
0: birthday, It was very. I sit next to Brett sander who who loves to quote. Passages of TV commentary... Again and again. Again and again and again. They kind of fell into that that habit today. But no, the reason I I point out Siddle is that, uh, you know, this was by choice, not by chance what happened. Like, Langer, credit to him for his cricket IQ, realising that he had this... You know, this shiny toy, these fast bowlers, I'm gonna describe it as the fast car, but you've got to drive it safely. And had they all played at Ergebeston, it may not have worked. It took them getting into the series, winning there, and Siddle was a crucial part to that victory. And then at Lords they did a pretty good job as well, albeit with a slightly different configuration. And they thought this is the right time to do it on a surface which does traditionally give enough carry, so all the edges were going through to the cordon. It felt like we were in Australia this morning. It was warm, the sun was out, the pitch was hard, it wasn't like the day before. So like, you know, thinking went into this and and Siddle was part of that equation Mm. for Langer. The fact that he had him at his disposal was important. So it's like, you know, they've said the squad... The, you know, the squad, what do they call it? The, the squad mentality, yeah. they've called it before each test match. That really has been part of six, the success of Australia so far. And, and, you know, credit to Langer for having yeah. the wherewithal to go with that rather than you kind of at the first time of asking, just playing all the
1: quicks and trying to blast England out. I think it, it also ca- has to do with Hazelwood having got a test under his belt. Yeah. Um, and, and suddenly, f- you know, feeling like he's more in the game. I interviewed him earlier and asked him about that and, and he said, he confirmed the perception that he was really battling by the end of the Lord's Test, even though he would only really had to bowl for three days. You know, they'd lost two to rain, but he said he'd, you know, just hadn't got those miles in the legs yet in, in the sort of competitive format, and mm-hmm. he was struggling a bit. Um, and so he could have been struggling, had England managed to, you know, push him today, but he was able to just bowl a spell off the top, take a couple of wickets, then come back a bit later and mop up another three at the end. You know, the way that he did it early, we haven't mentioned the ball that got Joe Root out, which was his best ball of the day. Gorgeous. There is very little you can do against that, maybe with really decisive footwork, but Root was, it was exactly that length where you can't really go forward, you can't go back. Root's stuck on the crease, it's his second ball, and he wasn't playing for it, but it was coming in, and he had to—he had to just nudge at it a little bit. Takes that edge. He's got three, uh, two ducks in three balls, Joe Root in his last um, couple of innings. So he's played—he's batted twice since Steve Smith since Steve Smith got clobbered in the head. He's made 12 runs and Joe Root's made none.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's under so a lot of pressure, isn't he? Late. And the catch he drops later in the day off Ben Stokes, I think. Was that it was off, off Marnus. Marnus, yeah. yeah that, and straight that into Shane.
1: the chest. And, it, and it's a classic one of a player who's not concentrating because mm. he jumped. The yeah. ball came straight to his chest and he jumped up and that's why he dropped it. But you don't jump if you, unless you're not expecting the ball to come to you.
0: Yeah, there, there would be a lot going through Joe Root's mind right now. He might be thinking about whether he'll retain the captaincy uh, at the end of this series. It, it wouldn't be completely unexpected that he could he could lose his job, so I mean that's tough yards, and he's not making runs he's batting in a position which he would prefer he didn't he wants to bat four, not three, but the weakness of this England side dictates that he kind of has to bat three, or at least for now he's had to bat three, and maybe it won't be the case for the rest of the series, but I guess we're at the halfway mark as far as innings played for him, and he's played them all at number three. So, yeah, pressure on route. I just can't kind of believe that a day ago on the podcast we were saying, you know, this could be 05. Of course, not the quality of players, but this could be 05 in terms of the tension, you know, the reference to 81. You know, it's been. England should be
1: winning this test pass. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I
0: haven't quite finished my piece yet, but my last paragraph will say something like, you know, Australia if Tim Payne retires at the Oval, and he may, there's a decent chance he will, who knows who captains Australia this summer? They're far from the complete product. They are a long way from being what I would call a sort of strong,
1: you know, top-flight test nation. They had nine single-figure scores in the first innings. Yeah, well,
0: well, there you go. So, Australia are a long way from the mark, but it looks like they're going to essentially retain the ashes in three tests they're you know they be, they be um, you know, almost certain to go on and, and win in England for the first time since 2001 and they're not even that good but that's why the bowling is so crucial because the bowling is that good the bowling yeah. is the best in the world and I mean Michael Vaughan said in a thing I was doing right. with him before that it's the first time we've seen those three together, but it won't be the last. I mean, I think in the past, we kind of got sucked into thinking that it was always about Stark in that big four as the left right. armour. But how good was it seeing, you know, three right arm over the wicket bowlers doing it at the same time? It was a little bit old-fashioned not having a, yeah. a left armour in there, but boy, it works beautifully and they complement each other so well and maybe that is the best version of the attack. I'm not saying they should always play together. Yep. There'll be injury considerations. They'll want to, um, I, I suppose, you Siddle at a different, um, a different stage during the series again, but... When those three were up and about, Bowling on a hard track, like I said, with carry, a little bit of lateral movement off the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got it spot on. And, and a final word I want to mention about Josh Hazelwood. This is the final word. It is. Um, uh, four years ago, he talked... He, the major um, issue with his own bowling, which he acknowledged later in a couple of interviews, that he tried to bowl, quote, the miracle ball with the Dukes because of the swing the Dukes ball, you know, he gets. And he has a reputation of getting. So he came here and he, and he lost his way and bowled too full and tried to bowl these hooping out swingers and it didn't come off... Hazelwood barely swung the ball today. I had a look at the data before. He seemed it twice as far as he swung it. So, in other words, he found the method to bowling here. He Mm. went away. He worked on his game. He realised that the secret to success in England isn't about... Uh, trying to bowl, you know, the perfect delivery. It's about being consistent and letting the, the conditions help you. So dragging his length back a little bit, mentioned before how accurate he was, that plus the nibble away that he was getting today was the perfect
1: combination. Yeah, well, he, even at um, at Worcester in that warm-up game, he was still bowling wider of the stumps and, and yeah. you know, wasn't wasn't sort of getting it in enough and maybe he was just getting miles into the legs there too. But uh, he was on the money today. Look, I mean, those three, you know, obviously there'll be rest concerns. Maybe, maybe Pattinson will be sort of a one-on-one-off kind of bowler. They might rest him for the next one, but they've got a decent break before the fourth. So and he barely not. bowled
0: today. I mean, Paddo yeah. bowled five overs. I, I enjoyed watching yeah. him bowl. I was, I was, had the camera trained on him for every ball, and I'll tell you what, he, he, we've said it many times, but the way he charges in is a is a real sight to behold. Um, we should close, or well, before we close, we should just note that Australia didn't bat that well again. Um, David Warner was no. out for nothing. Um, this time, the ball went the other way and beat him on the inside edge rather than the outside edge. It was when Khawaja has made one score above 50 in 11 hits in 2019 and that was in the second innings at Canberra when he walked out to start that century, Australia were already 335 runs ahead I think at the time I called it the biggest junk time century of all time or something you know equally oh. as disparaging but <laughs> that wasn't about him it was more the circumstances in which he made it but that
1: was that was so junk it was like it was like Scrooge McDuck in a giant pile of fruit Loops or something yeah. just backstroking around yeah he played very but nicely
0: that day he but did. yeah he, he didn't he, it wasn't you know it wasn't a, a vital hand or anything like that in the context yeah. of the yeah. game someone's going to have to drop out next week because so I'll tell you what Labuschagne's going to play hundred tests yeah uh, so starting and, um, to. That. Yeah, yeah, Starting I, 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 last well, week. yeah, well, yeah. Labuschagne's played hundred tests. Like, unless something goes <laughs> wrong, I'm, I've never been any sure of anything more in cricket. That guy is built to play Test cricket. Everything about it works for me. Um, and in turn, he's playing next week at Manchester. Who's not? If Steve Smith plays, I, I, I mean, yeah, you if could you drop were, Harris.
1: If you, you were the sort of guy who would ever risk a house deposit on something, you might put a house deposit on Manus <laughs> playing 100 tests. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe uh, you will. The, uh, no, but the, um, the, the, that'll be interesting because Kawaja is, um, you know, by definition of when he debuted the most experienced Australian batsman. Yeah. Um, will they be willing to leave him out um, in order to accommodate... Um, Smith and Labashane in the same 11 or will they punt Harris and let Khawaja open I mean I,
1: I don't think it'll think, be a conversation anyway. Yeah, it'll be a conversation. I don't think you can punt Harris after one test. I think, no. I think they made a blue here in that they should have retained. Bancroft deserved one more go. Like yeah. he, he probably, in my opinion, shouldn't have been playing the first test. But once you've picked him for the first, you've got to give him... Like, you can't give, two tests doesn't tell you anything.
0: Which means it, you can't really drop Harris now, you know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but yeah,
1: So if they'd left Bancroft in for one more, then they would have had the option, if he'd failed, of of moving him on and having Khawaja open. And if he'd succeeded, then they would have, you know, um, had an opener that they could have relied on so you, you'd know how it was supposed to work but Kawaja, I think as we discussed at the time that 40 he made at Edgebaston is about the closest thing I can think of to a, a defining innings from him in an ashes contest mm, mm. and he's played a lot of them by now 2010-11 was it when he played yeah. his first one so yeah you know we're going back a long long way and and as as much as we would like him to he hasn't really delivered on the ashes stage yeah
0: it's just the just the sheer fact that where else can they fit? Smith back in. Um, yeah, it, Smith it,
1: has to bat four because that's where he's happy. And Manus is a first drop. He's about three. But he's a first drop in state cricket, so yeah. why wouldn't he bat first drop? Yep, it's yep. a no-brainer. So S- Smith and players who have substituted for Smith. Have made at least fifty in every innings they played in this series. You can
0: roll that set off. If he goes and makes a hundred tomorrow, it's going to yeah. get even
1: better. Three days on the spin. Yep. I mean, they they just they just keep racking up. As as I said, he was dropped twice today. Um, ben Stokes was very unlucky. I feel like it was almost cricket God's punishment for Ben Stokes' shot because he had two catches dropped and he got a wicket off a no ball, mm. uh, which well, it wasn't given. It was an, a nick that wasn't given because the umpiring's been terrible again. But England reviewed it, and there was a nick on it, but he'd overstepped. So, uh, ben Stokes spotted like, 15 overs day. on
0: the bounce today. Yeah. You wouldn't want Ben Stokes to Break have down. a scan on Monday and see a little spike in the, you know yeah. parts of the back where bowlers tend to... Don't know about that. Yeah. I just think that's, again, reflective of where Roots might be at. He's so desperate to break through that he can allow a situation where he's all-rounders bowling that many overs in the bounce. I don't know. That's Well, not he good. didn't
1: bat for very long, so, you know. No, that's What's... true. <laughs> that's true. But
0: any fast bowler going, he, he was bowling at the better part of 90 mile an hour today, Stokes. Yeah. He was really, really charging in. And, and Archer has bowled a lot of overs, too. They, they've got to be careful there.
1: And he got wickets. So he bowled a beautiful in-swinging Yorker to go-through Travis Head for... 25 or so, and he picked up Matthew Wade with a short ball that surprised him and, and took the glove. And again, the umpire didn't give it out, but Wade walked for that one, and then the mm. umpire did give it out yeah. once he started walking. So, you know, just to bulk the stats out. Oh, correct decision. <laughs> I wonder, I'm still not sure how they do the correct stats percentages. Anyway, that's the situation. Australia are hundreds and hundreds ahead. What are they, 200 and what? Uh, they are
0: 283 runs ahead. I think they've closed at 171 for six or six for... 171, depending on where you're listening to this and where you went to school. And before we wrap up, as always, Jeff, well, a word for CBUS. Yeah,
1: they're the uh, they're the people sponsoring the show and making it possible. They're an industry fund run only to benefit members, Hell yeah. not shareholders. Hooray for members! Boo for shareholders! That's how we do it in this part of the world. Check out their work at cbussuper.com.au for your superannuation needs. And uh, well, here we are. It's day two. It feels like day four because we've had so much action. This could be over in three days, uh, unless something amazing happens tomorrow, or unless James Pattinson bats for about a million hours tomorrow with Marnus, which he might he might. he might, he might. There's still plenty to uh, play for for Manus with the bat before they have another crack at
0: England. Time's not a concern, there's no rain around, they'll yeah, they'd like to win it in four days, wouldn't they love to, ha, ha, to be able to, to deal with this in, in four days and, and get the job basically done. And who would have thought a year ago yeah. we'd be sitting here saying that Australia could retain the ashes in the state they were in then, and who um, would have in England against the side, which had just beaten in India 4-1. And
1: who would have thought a guy who wasn't even in the frame for the first test and who has spent the last 24 hours with his uh, nuts in a pint glass full of ice after the incredibly <laughs> difficult hit that he took on the first day would would come back to you know to to again play a defining innings. That's three yeah. out of three for M. So the way he's done it, it's been amazing It's The Final Word, we're signing out We'll be back with you on day three For the Ashes Daily From Headingley, we're in Headingley, we're in Leeds Um, If you want to support the show, go to Patreon.com slash The Final Word Chuck a dollar in the tin, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow Good
0: night Thousands of us are building a future we can all be proud of. For over 34 years, the growth CBUS MySuper option has returned an average of 9.29% per annum for its members while investing in projects that not only create jobs, but something better. CBUS. For all of us. To consider if CBUS is right for you, go to cbussuper.com.au for a PDS. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance.